As we pause for a moment from the scriptures, stories, and songs of this special evening, I'd like to invite you to join me in considering the light of Christmas on this Christmas Eve. Each year, it seems that a theme emerges for me as Christmas approaches, and this year, my thoughts seem to rest often on the light of Christmas throughout this season. You see, I've always loved Christmas lights, but something seemed different about them this year. Shortly after this sanctuary was decorated for Christmas, I was taken aback by the simple beauty of the lighted trees in the dark room. I didn't say anything to anyone about it. I just enjoyed a few moments of peace and quiet and took a few pictures. A few days later, my wife had a similar experience with the lighted trees in the darkened sanctuary, but she shared that she saw each light as representing a time that someone had been the hands and feet of Christ in her life. That thought stuck with me as we went on Christmas light drives over the next few weeks, and I found myself particularly enjoying my early mornings with only the Christmas tree lights in the room. I considered myself a bit of a purist in regards to which lights go on our tree. Only white, incandescent mini lights on dark green cords are allowed, and there better be plenty of them. There's just something angelic to me about hundreds of small white lights in an otherwise dark place. Each one can direct our thoughts to the light of the world, who came at Christmas to be Emmanuel, God, with us. Then early in December, I was invited to participate in our seniors' ministry's Christmas lunch, where the theme was, you guessed it, the light of Christmas. Here, it was the warmth of that light that resonated most deeply with me as we shared a wonderful time of food and fellowship and singing together. The following week, I had the opportunity to share a message with the men's chapel at the Union Gospel Mission, and again, my thoughts were drawn to the subject of the light of Christmas, and particularly to the ongoing struggle between darkness and light that Scripture records from its first verses to its final pages. I'd like to invite you to take a journey with me, if you will, from Genesis to Revelation, and to consider just how magnificent and monumental the light of Christmas truly is. The very first verses of Scripture tell us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Later, in Exodus, as God is delivering his people from the darkness of slavery and oppression at the hands of Pharaoh, a plague of darkness falls on the entire nation of Egypt, but light continues to shine in the region of Goshen, where the Hebrews live. When the nation of Israel is delivered and led by God into the wilderness, we are told that by day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and that by night a pillar of fire went before them to give them light, so that they could travel by day or by night. The Psalms frequently lift up the contrast between the darkness apart from God and the light of his word and his presence. In Psalm 18, David declares, You are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord turns my darkness into light. In Psalm 27, he ponders, The Lord is my light and my salvation. 
Whom shall I fear? In Psalm 119, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And in Psalm 139, he says to God, Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Perhaps you notice this theme in the prophecies we read earlier this evening, that the people walking in great darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Then, some 700 years later, the shepherds in their fields saw a bright light, and the glory of the Lord shone around them as angels told them the good news of great joy. Likewise, the wise men from the east saw the star of Bethlehem rising and were drawn to its light. The Apostle John opens his gospel by proclaiming, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. And that the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. A few pages after this, he records Jesus himself declaring publicly, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then after his death and resurrection, Jesus commissions the Apostle Paul to take that light into the world, saying, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. The Apostle Paul did just that, planting churches all around the ancient Roman world as points of light in dark places at dark times. He spoke of a kingdom of light in Colossians 1, saying, Give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. And Paul brought this home to each of us who are in Christ when he told the church in Ephesus, that God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. He later instructed them to live as children of the light. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Last, but certainly not least, the final pages of Scripture tell us that the new Jerusalem does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it, and there will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. From beginning to end and all throughout, God's word shows us what Christmas reminds us. The good news that God's light shines in the darkness. And Christmas is the hinge of history when the light of the world entered for good. Has the light of the world entered your life? The good news of Christmas is that it can. That it's not too late and you're not too far gone to turn to the light and welcome it into your life. It's not too late to turn back to the light if it has grown dim either. The light of Christmas still shines in the darkness of our broken and fallen world. It was not just a one-time event in one place on that miraculous night some 2,000 years ago. But that light still shines every time we allow the light of Christmas to shine in us and through us. Every time we love or serve or forgive in the name of Christ, his light shines in us and his light shines through us.
In those moments, we become points of light in the darkened backdrop of this fallen world. We become smaller lights that represent and point to the light of Christmas, the light of Christ. As we sing these final songs, the overhead lights will be dimmed, and I will bring the light of the Christ candle down to share it with all of you and to let it spread, illuminating this sanctuary and symbolizing Christ's light coming into the world. All the children are invited to turn on their LED candles, and we would ask the adults to please be very careful as you light your candles, always tipping the unlit candle toward the lighted candle and always keeping the, up, the lighted candles upright. And please be careful with hair and other belongings as well. For those of you joining us at home, I would encourage you to dim your lights as well and to light a candle where you are if you're able. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you for being the light of the world and for coming to us at Christmas. Please help each of us to not only receive your light into our own lives, but to be good stewards of that light, taking it to others and sharing it with all who are still in darkness.